The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Freds. What is up, peeps, and welcome to episode 35 of the Fretzelania podcast, Hold Me Closer, Tiny Hatter. I am Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E-Mania. This podcast is available on Wrestle Addict Radio, The Cure, for the Common Wrestling Podcast on all common listening platforms. And today, I am reviewing Monday Night Raw from July 9th, 2001. The Alliance is formed. The invasion is well underway. And we are on the road to the Invasion pay-per-view later this month. Stay tuned. You're in for a good one, folks. Got a few news and notes and some interesting tidbits before I get into the meat of this show. Now, I watched this episode of Raw last week, actually, right after recording episode 34, which was the Booker T, Buff Bagwell, WCW title, WCW Nitro main eventing Raw for the first and, spoiler alert, only time ever, because it was a busy week. You know, I live in a tourist beach town. It was Canada Day long weekend. My mother was visiting, so all that stuff. I I didn't get the time to watch it that week. And, you know, there'll be more weeks like that because my mother is retired now. She spent 30 plus years as a, as a nurse at an old folks home, which is just across the street from where they live. My aunt still works there. So, you know, we'll still hear plenty about it. My aunt will come over to my mom's place for a coffee and a smoke break on her front porch. So shout out to uh, to them and all that. Congrats, mom, on your retirement. You will never hear this because you don't listen to podcasts. And yeah, I have a few things in the wrestling world that were going on. OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, officially becomes WWE's new developmental territory the former one the heartland wrestling association is uh oh wait no two of them i'm sorry ovw and hwa are born you know ovw was ran by people like jim Cornette and hwa by les thatcher no relation to timothy thatcher that's actually not timothy thatcher's real name anyways yes those are some two interesting notes ovw would birth legends in the wrestling world like Batista and John Cena, Randy Orton. It, CM Punk had a brief spell on there. Actually had a fantastic program with, I believe it was Brent Albright, a.k.a. on the main roster, Gunner Scott. What the hell kind of name is? Yeah, 
the, over the OVW title. It's on CM Punk's DVD. So if you've owned if you own that Best in the World DVD and you've seen that, you know all about his program with with Brent Albright. Fantastic stuff. HWA, I actually don't know too much about. I don't know if that's the one that has ties with uh, Shawn Michaels, Texas Wrestling Academy. I think maybe Daniel Br- like Daniel Bryan was going through HWA, Brian Kendrick, all these uh, Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy graduates, Paul London, Lance Cade, RIP. Yeah, we have a new developmental program. I believe Memphis, like MCW Memphis Championship Wrestling was the former home of that. USWA, you know, Jerry Lawler's promotion in, in Memphis, they had some ties as kind of developmental with WWE because Lance Storm and Chris Jericho, who you will see on this show, opposing each other, I believe, uh, went through there as the Thrill Seekers. Read about them in Chris Jericho's books. I have his first two, and they were a damn good read. Although his second book had a little bit too much Fozzie for my liking. I love Fozzie, but when I'm reading a Chris Jericho book, I want to read about the wrestling stories. I want to read about the ribs. I want to read the fact that Mick Foley never pinned him on every page. Literally, read the books. He talks about that in great detail and reminds people that, oh yeah, Mick Foley never pinned me. Although the Hall of Fame one doesn't count. Something here I didn't even know. because I didn't even know this movie existed because it's just uh, not something that interests me. But this I do find interesting, ironically. It's like, right, nope, I've retired Alanis Morissette. Ahmed Johnson, a.k.a. Big T in WCW. Oh, my lord, they fought over the letter T. This match was on Sesame Street. He played Suge Knight in a movie called The Hammer. Uh, I think it was probably like a made-for-TV HBO kind of movie. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's all I need, that's all I know about it. I just saw that when going through Wrestling Observer on Reddit just to see if I can find some news and notes for around this time, and I found one more, and it's something interesting because it's. Someone that's on the main roster today. Someone that I believe is in the... Is he in the Money in the Bank match? No, he's a current Raw Tag Team Champion. AJ Styles has a WWE tryout during a dark match. Now, he had a few around this time. I think he had some matches on Metal and Jacked against, I forget, probably like Spike Dudley or Kane or... Or someone like that. Yeah, but he had a WWE tryout. And I don't think... Well, they didn't hire him. Because... About a year from this point... TNA. NWA TNA would be formed. And those might be reviewed. Or at least talked about on... 20 Bell Salutes. Or Pretzel Manias. Or, or at least gone over. Because I don't have Impact Plus... I honestly don't have any interest in getting any other streaming services at this point in time. If I can be frank, I'm going to be getting a different internet provider in the near future. One that offers fiber optics. But it is like 80, 90, 100 bucks a month because it was just introduced and they were in a small town. Yeah, so we'll have to see 
how that goes. It won't be for a little while yet. So, with all that out of the way, Monday Night Raw, July 9th, 2001, from Atlanta, Georgia. I forget the name of the arena. It wasn't the Georgia Dome, because they would house a lot more people, but we all know that Atlanta is synonymous with WCW and with the invasion going on at this point in time. Yes, this was the arena that the now-defunct Atlanta Thrashers NHL team played in. Of course, the Thrashers moved to Winnipeg and gave Winnipeg back the Jets, but historically speaking, the Winnipeg Jets records and franchise whatnots belong to the Arizona Coyotes because the Jets moved to Arizona tragically in 1996. We see a couple of things advertised, like The Undertaker versus Lance Storm and Mike Awesome in a handicap match. Team Canada has arrived, despite the fact that only one of those men are Canadian. DDP and Shane in a street fight? Now, that's different because WCW owner, WCW talent... We didn't know what was going to be going on with World Championship Wrestling at this point in time, but looking back on this now is really weird. I thought I was watching some kind of alternate timeline. I thought I stepped out of the ethereal plane for a second when I saw that. But DDP's in the ring, okay, blah, blah, blah. Shane comes out, but no, it's Taker. No, DDP is mine blah 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 so it is now ddp versus the undertaker shane steps aside we see a whole lot of uh, a cane shots by ddp and undertaker is of course no selling him ddp goes for a dive there's a catch and drop by taker there is a last ride ddp gets out the chair sarah the undertaker's wife hits ddp with the kendo stick and as a result, eats a diamond cutter. This match is ruled a no contest. Sarah gets the stretcher job and Taker accompanies his wife to the hospital. And then Shane says, hey, you get the night off and you get this motorcycle, which probably belonged to Taker. But Shane approved so much of what DDP did you know, aggravated assault on a woman that he rewarded him for, yeah, I mean, that is, okay. 2021 eyes, folks, that's weird. That is weird. So yeah, DDP rides off into the sunset, probably to catch a uh, Atlanta Braves baseball game or something. APA versus the Dudley Boys for the Tag Team Championship. There's a replay from SmackDown where Spike Dudley breaks his leg while doing the acid drop on one of the Dudley Boys. Uh, Slow-mo, it looked really, really rough. I don't know if this was shoot or not because Spike would be wrestling, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe there was one of those fake-out angles that a lot of injured superstars do. Like, you know, you take off the neck brace and then you go to town on the guy. I can't remember. Maybe we'll get there. 
because uh, Spike wrestles, maybe not right away, but I remember him wrestling against other members of the Alliance during during the invasion. And this here is another meat slapping match, or as uh, BK Murphy would say, meat slapping majesty. I don't have the button. I don't have the sound clip. That's Willie T's gimmick. <laughs> and those things are expensive. There is immediately we want tables chance because the tables are more over than the Dudley boys themselves. And they always have been <laughs> at this point in time. There is a power bomb by JBL, which is noped. They go for the 3DB, a.k.a. the... I think it was the Acolytes old finisher where they had like the back suplex into the neck breaker. This is another announcers talk about something else match. Heyman says that Oh boy. <clears throat> Sarah should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, playing the old misogyny role in the absence of Jerry the King Lawler. And he spells it out for us the A P A and the D U D L E Y S. Wait, I thought the Dudley boys spelt their names with a Z, or is that just the Hardys? Like, what? what? I'm going to say this. <laughs> My last name, Fretz, F-R-E-T-Z, ends with a Z. What was the fascination with other people hopping on the Z bandwagon back in the day? Were they big Lord Zed fans from the Power Rangers? Because I was. He's my favorite Power Rangers villain of all time. Suck it, Rita Repulsa. Now, those are the only two villains I know. Well, Rita Repulsa, Lord Zed, I have a news. Then there's the lackeys, like Goldar. And I forget the name of the rest of them because I haven't watched Power Rangers in 30-something years. There is a spine buster by Farouk. Bubba Ray tries to break the pin, but ends up elbowing his own brother, Devon. And they're about to go for a 3D, which is noped. They go for the... The was up headbutt without the was up because they're heels. You get it? There's a table brought out to here, but then Spike hits Bubba Ray Dudley with the crutch on the outside of the ring, sends his brother back into the ring, eats a clothesline from hell, and always pounding ass. Yes, that's what their t shirt said back then. The APA is open for business once again. They are the tag team champions for, I think, the third or fourth time. Yeah, they traded the titles with the Hardy Boys in 99. That is an underrated feud. And that basically, I don't want to say the word initiated, but that, you know, brought the Hardys into the forefront in the WWE back when Michael Hayes was their manager. That, oh man, that was a great feud. They took tons of punishment from those guys, and they gained the respect of the APA as a result. Whew, man, damn good stuff. Backstage, Vince McMahon and Steve Austin. Vince is, uh, he's talking, but while he's talking, Stone Cold is repeating the end of Vince's sentences as if he was like a five-year-old kid. It's like, I'm like Shane McMahon is the owner of WCW, owner of WCW. He's arrogance personified, arrogance personified, consumed with power, consumed with power. Like, 
okay, if Vince McMahon said, like, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious right there, Stone Cold, like, supercalifra... Screw you, Vince! So Kurt walks in with the hat. Oh, the little cowboy hat. Damn it, that was on a SmackDown, not a Raw, but once again, plugging this Stone Cold Steve Austin what DVD. Uh, just seeing the story about this little hat, and Steve and Deborah are at the airport, they're at the gift shop, it's like, oh, look at that hat. Oh, we gotta get that hat. I guess they knew they were getting Stetsons from Kurt Angle. So they give him the dorkiest little, like, children's... That it would fit my nephew. The little dorky children's cowboy hat that looks so bizarre on his big egg head. And he's just selling it. That was the whole, Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. I have Olympic gold. <laughs> Kurt. Oh, just the biggest dork in the world. I loved this iteration of Kurt Angle. He would match that with his intensity, but because him and Stone Cold were working hard at the time, they had to fill in a little bit of comedy here. So he buys presents for everybody, but not Deborah. <laughs> God. Deborah's just such the third wheel here. Oh, I feel so bad for her. So, Austin bought cowboy hat. No, it was Stone Cold that bought him and Vince cowboy hats and then Kurt Angle the dorky kid's hat. So, to match the cowboy hats, Kurt Angle buys patches. <laughs> oh, man. And then Kurt Angle... In huge boxes, by the way. You ever get those Christmas presents that looks like it's the size of a Nintendo 64? <laughs> that kid. And it's like a gift card or something. Yeah, Kurt Angle did that. First off, if you do that, I love you. You're funny. You're creative. That's something like my dad would do. <laughs> and Kurt Angle bought himself a gold badge because he's a Olympic gold medalist holy crap this is gold this part of the invasion is gold so austin starts talking trash to to angle it's like what you got us badges what the hell it's like blah 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 it's like you, you bought me the cowboy hat it's a joke kurt it's a joke you look like a jackass like you did last week when you said you'd snap booker t's ankle but you got your olympic ass kicked if I were in your shoes, which I'm not, I'd go to Booker T's dressing room, look at him, and say, you sorry son of a bitch, I want you for the WCW title, and I'm going to kick your ass. And Kane arrives, holding a gym bag, in his mask, and his wrestling attire. The mystique of Kane was gone with that cup of coffee feud with Jericho. Rhino versus Albert for the Intercontinental title. X-Factor now has some gold. X-Pac being the light heavyweight champion and Albert being the IC champion. Why couldn't they give Just Incredible a brief hardcore championship run at this point in time? Oh, that's because he was about to uh, do something else later in this show. This is another meat slapper match. Rhino... In this match, he 
Hits a move that I, I can only describe as the broski boot. <laughs> Zack Ryder was taking notes at this point in time. X-Pot comes in the ring and kicks and kicks Rhino. Rhino kicks out. Albert hits that move. I guess he called him the, 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 the decapitation or something like that when he was A-Train. Where he, he gets you ready for like a slingshot type of move. But instead he hot shots and whips your neck into the bottom rope. Rhino lands a super fly splash off the top rope. The man for that size is very, very impressive. He hits a gore into the corno, uh, corner. The ball though bomb is, is uh, reversed here. X-Pac tries to interfere here, but he eats a gore. And as a result of that distraction, Albert lands the bicycle kick and is still the Intercontinental Champion. Backstage, Kurt Angle finds Booker T, if that is your real name. Oh man, we are foreshadowing some... Yeah, I'm not going to say the word. It starts with the letter B. If you know what I'm talking about with their feud in like 2005, yikes. <clears throat> eh, how you doing? It's like, I'm really peed off, says Kurt Angle. You cheap-shotted me. Now you'll pay. I'm challenging you to a WCW title match. Hey, Kurt, with that little hat, you think you got a chance against me, cowboy? And then Kurt Angle. Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Hubbard. Kurt Angle's so good, man. Backstage, again. William Regal's office, and Tajiri is playing with the suit of armor that is prominently displayed in the corner of his office. And Kane pops in and is pissed off about what happened to Sarah. And Regal's like, Sarah's okay. She's being kept overnight for observation. And he just says, and Kane says, you give me awesome and storm. Okay, fine. Okay. And then Tajiri says something in Japanese. Regal says, yes, I agree. And it is now time to take an ad break, folks. So after these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio and host of Kings of the Rings podcast. And it must be Friday because right now you are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And welcome back to Fretzelmania 35. Hold me close, a tiny hatter. This portion of the show is brought to you not by Elton John, but by our Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio. The cure for the common wrestling Patreon, five bucks a month, gets you exclusive shows, such as the 20 Bell Salute, my 20-year look back on wrestling and pop culture, this month being WCW WWE Invasion. The Invasion paper, not the Invasion Angle that I'm currently going through. Tales of an Epic Nature with King Ricky Rose. Willie T's Wrestle Wars, The Secret Files with Mr. YLP, and The Gift of Podcasts. DK Murphy and Good Brother Mance released uh, a show. I don't know if it's out yet. It might be out by the time you hear this, but I was just listening to Mance this morning and said that it's coming out soon for Patreons. 
And speaking of you Patreon peeps, you get 15% off of our merch. We still have Pride merch out at this moment in time. So why don't you go get some stuff from all of us. There's the Fretzelmania collection, the Kings of the Rings collection, YLP collection, and the Delight Show collection. Every individual person on the network has their own stuff, so you can get a K. Murphy shirt and a Willie t-shirt as well. Face masks, mugs, and towels and all that sort of jazz, folks. So links are going to be in the description below. And without further ado... And tonight, Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Burger King, Castrol, GTX, and Twix. And all of a sudden, I am very hungry for a Twix. Not a Whopper. Or motor oil, because Castrol GTX is for your car. Not for your stomach lining. So this match here has a couple weeks build throughout certain mixed tag matches and backstage, seg backstage segments where... Big Show basically implies he has a huge dick. Uh, by the way, spoiler alert, guys that do that normally have a small one. At least I'll be honest about... <clears throat> Moving on, uh, during this match, Trish comes out to maybe provide a distraction of some sort. Jeff Hardy hits a missile dropkick, but that's not enough to put the big man down. Instead, the Big Show lands what would become his finisher for a brief period in time. The alley-oop, the most clumsy-looking finisher of all time. It looks like something that you would see on a Botchamania clip, shout-out to Matthew, where Big Show got him up for a powerbomb, but instead of slamming him down in a proper powerbomb, he falls backwards, and Jeff Hardy lands right on his face. So it's kind of like a face buster. Uh, anyways here, uh... Big Show wins, and after this match, Big Show takes off. He doesn't try to hit on Trish, and Trish helps up Jeff Hardy, and they have a smooch. So I guess this was as a result of Jeff Hardy helping Trish a couple of weeks ago. They had an on-again, off-again fling, I think, on, well, on TV, I should say, on TV for the love of... Yeah, um, 2002... In the Raws there, they had something, but that's because, you know, you saved him. So, yeah. Not only does Matt Hardy get some, so does Jeff. So, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, power to you here. I have a blank page of notes, and here's my next page. Angle is uh, doing uh, bent-over stretches with his ass right in Austin and Vince's face, who are sitting on the couch. And it's like, you gotta beat him. And then Stone Cold's like, okay, get your ass out of my face. And Steve says, I volunteer my leadership for the inaugural brawl at Invasion. And then Kurt Angle butts in. If I win the WCW title, I should be the leader. Jericho pops into this, into this frame here now. I don't want to go back to WCW. I'm WWE forever. And since you ass clowns are the two toughest ass clowns I know, I want in. And we see the WWF New York and I'm Not Booked Tonight match. Matt and Lita have their thoughts on the Braun Panties tag match with Tori and Stacy at Invasion. 
And they say that their only concern is Trish. So you got to step. Matt Hardy says you got to step up and follow the Lita. Oh, Matthew. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. That was cringe. They say actions speak louder than words. And the JR and Heyman mentioned the kiss. And then Heyman says, don't get any ideas, JR. Here in Atlanta, WCW was born, says Shane McMahon, having a pep talk. Vince is backstage firing up Kurt Angle, and Austin is still repeating the ends of the sentences, just being a child. Kurt Angle versus Booker T for the WCW title with Shane McMahon. There is WCW aprons left over from last week because they thought, hey, we're going to make this a thing. We're going to give WCW the Friday night slot, and they're going to have their own show with Blackjack and Hookers. And you know what? Just forget the Blackjack and the Hookers. If you know that reference, I love you. And this match is officiated by everyone's favorite corrupt referee, Nick Patrick. Shane McMahon jumps Kurt Angle during this match, which Nick does nothing. There's a lot of plunder outside of the ring. Angle lands a whole whack of suplexes. There is a really good spot here where the Olympic slam is reversed into a scissors kick. There's a spine buster. There's an ankle lock. And during this match, the referee just takes a walk. He walks out of frame. He walks out of where their microphone is located. And Fretz realizes that this is a audio podcast and you can't see what should be a visual gag. And I'm leaving this in. <laughs> uh, there's a ref bump. There's an angle slam. Earl Hebner runs to the ring here to make the count, but Nick Patrick pulls him out, and Nick won't count. Earl Hebner bolts in the ring and spears Nick Patrick right out of his boots. Booker T lands a belt shot, and Little Nate, Charles Robinson, makes the count. And Booker T retains. Kurt Angle complains to Vince and Stone Cold backstage saying, where were you? And Steve is basically like, this is why I'm the leader, son. Scott Hudson backstage interviews Tori and Stacy. And, you know, Tori says, I've had dirty old men drool over me my whole life. Gross. Now, which is why I did what I did to Vince McMahon, you know, set him up. Basically, Tori and I are going to prove that we're better hotter, better looking, better bodies than any of the women in the WWE. Oh boy, we're going there with women's wrestling in 2001. APA and the Dudley Boys have a chat saying, you know, we had no idea Spike was going to be there. How about a rematch on SmackDown? Cold beers are on us. And the Dudley Boys say, nah, but why don't you ask again later? Foreshadowing Kane versus Mike Awesome and Lance Storm of WCW's Team Canada. Oh boy. If I could be serious for a minute. I'm a big Lance Storm fan, you all know. Oh, I probably went over this a few dozen times on the podcast before, but Lance Storm from Calgary. 
Alberta, Canada, is now in the WWE. Something I've wanted to see since I first watched him as a member of the Impact Players in ECW. Then went on to WCW to form Team Canada and win every undercard title the company had at once. Man, I just wish one time when Lance Storm had like his Intercontinental title run or his tag title run that he would whip a Canadian flag onto it. We'd see the Un-Americans in 02 and man, that, that was just too short-lived. Too short-lived. I, I love the Un-Americans. Surprise, a Canadian loving an anti-American gimmick. <laughs> Happy 4th of July, belated 4th of July, America. Now, Jericho interjects himself into this match. And for a second, I'm like, oh, for the love of God, Thrill Seekers reunion, but it's the Thrill Seekers explode instead. And Paul Heyman even notes this, that Lance Storm and Chris Jericho are former tag team partners and mentioned the Thrill Seekers by name. A line salt is denied, and we see a little exchange here with Storm where the Thrill Seekers are mentioned. Kane hits a hot tag, shocker from someone who uh, was burnt, goes for the Bulldog Power Slam, the Super Lariat. Kane and Awesome in a match together. That's, uh, that's, another, that's another meat slapper. There is a Super Lariat, and... Storm denies a pin. There is a Walls of Jericho. There is a choke slam. But then we see Tommy Dreamer, Rob Van Dam, the Dudley Boys, Taz, Rhino, Just Incredible, Raven, ECW is here. Oh, oh, what's ECW gonna do in the invasion? Man, having a third party here. Like a triple threat feud like they did with NXT Raw and SmackDown randomly one year at Survivor Series. Oh, this just got extreme. We see the Spicoli driver. We see the Van Daminator. And then JR's like, Paul, what the hell is going on here? Because you knew that if it was extreme, Paul Heyman was going to be involved. Paul cuts a great promo here. He's like, you want, you want the truth? I, I can't do Paul Heyman. I've been sitting here like a damn corporate sellout next to that pig talking about WWE versus WCW invasion. It seems like we forgot the tribe of extreme. These men were deemed too extreme for the invasion. No, I see. I got a little bit of it there. We'll take on WWF and WCW. And this will be taken to the extreme. How does that not shred your vocal cords? Holy shit. By God, the invasion. Yeah, ECW is part of the invasion. And this is when I got super intrigued. Because I'm a big time ECW mark. Hydrate yourself if you're going to do impersonations, kids. Shane and Vince backstage. I ought to kick your ass, but we got to work together against ECW. Five of mine and five of yours versus their ten. One match, one night only. And then Shane's like, okay, 
but it's my way or the highway. Just one more fight. Oh man, are we going there again? Yeah. The biscuit is everywhere here, not only with the Undertaker's entrance theme, but my way. Because of course. Scotty Too Hotty versus X Pac for for the light heavyweight championship here. And JR is calling this match by himself. I think he calls the rest of the show here by himself. So there is W O R M. X Pac escapes here. Uh, uh not Justin. Scotty Too Hot, he goes for a sunset flip over the ropes, but of course that's the spot where X-Pac reverses it by leaning on the ropes and wins. Gather the troops, we're taking it to the extreme. Shane is leading the charge here, and Vince says that, you know, you are personally responsible for everything going on here. So, we see Vince's five best are... People that haven't been booked yet tonight. APA, Bob Holly, and the Shoguns. Wait, am I missing people here? Big Show and Billy Gun. Really? Big Show, Billy Gun, APA, and, and, and Hardcore Holly. And Meet, Chuck Palumbo, Mark Jindrak, Sean O'Hare, Canyon, Taz, Dreamer, Storm, Credible, Duds, RVD, Rhino, Raven, Awesome. They start a brawl, but it's a swerve, bro. Yes, ECW and WCW join forces to take on the evil empire of the WWE. The alliance is formed. Shane McMahon grabs the microphone, cuts a promo, and introduces the new owner of ECW. Despite the fact the real owner of the company was in the ring. Stephanie McMahon Helmsley is extreme. Me the wrong choice. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the alliance. The alliance has now been formed, and yep, that's the big swerve you pull before going into the pay-per-view. And you know what? At the time, as as a thing, I was hooked, line and sinker, and I loved it. I watched it back today, and I'm like, you know what? That's still a really good swerve, even though the execution would not pay off later on. You know, honestly, I would have loved to see ECW as kind of its own entity, not getting involved in, in the mess. You'd see them have a presence. Hey, maybe this is the time you put ECW back on TNN. Or you get kind of like a version of the ECW on Sci-Fi, except Sci-Fi wasn't a channel in 2001. You know what I mean. They get their own time slot just under a WWE corporate structure. Now... Yeah, here we go. What did I remember? Well, obviously, besides the swerve at the end, was the tiny hat. I mean, that's why I named this song, song God, this 
episode after an Elton John song because I am hilarious like that. Actually, I'm not. What did I forget? I forgot the APA for Tag Team Champions back then. I, I do know that they were champions at Invasion because they wrestled the WCW Tag Champions for some reason. And... Yeah, I just didn't know it was this episode of Raw until I saw the description when it said APA versus the Dudley Boys. Oh, this is where it's happening. Would I change? I wouldn't have ECW. Despite the fact I'm a big-time ECW mark, I, here's what i do. I would have them have a presence on the show. You'd see them get involved. Let's just say they, they break up that match. Or even if it was like a... Random other, yeah, Kane and Mike Awesome and Lance Storm, that's the perfect match to do it to because you have two people who are involved in Land of the Extreme. And they're like, yeah, why don't you tune in to Friday night at 9 o'clock on whatever channel it would have been on for the new ECW or ECW Return, something like that. And you'd bring out Joey Styles even. To do commentary for that show with Paul Heyman, even though Paul Heyman would kind of be pulling double duty, you tape ECW at the same time as Raw, or heck, they have their own touring schedule under the corporate structure of the WWE. Just no ECW in the invasion. That's what I do. Great episode of Raw, though. I I did thoroughly enjoy that. I've looked ahead onto what we're getting next week for the July 16th Raw. And I do believe it is where we see, you know, the desire for Vince McMahon to see the old Stone Cold. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Thank you very much for listening, folks. Follow us at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter, Wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and yeah, I did it. I went and joined TikTok. You won't see me have much of a presence on there. I recorded a funny video this morning. I might do some like raw thoughts or thoughts on parts of wrestling that are modern. So that's where you'll get my modern reviews. Well, other than SummerSlam, I plan on doing SummerSlam maybe here, maybe Patreon. Who knows? Because... I think this week is the last of the Thunderdome uh, shows, which is fine. I'm good with it. Maybe with an audience, there will be more of an effort to put together a good product. So thank you very much for listening, folks. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you then. Cheers.